Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Pat Zemer here with Dr. Amanda Myers. We're going to do another recap of what's going on in the health and wellness of the world <laughs> and uh, where MagnaWave can be beneficial to you in your health and wellness as we go forward. Good morning. Good afternoon, Dr. Amanda. How are you doing? Doing very well, thank you. How are you? We're good. We're, we're staying healthy, and that's, that's uh, apparently the good thing. However, the newest thing that our Dr. Fucci, is that his name, Fucci? Fauci, uh, Fauci, Dr. Fauci, uh, Debbie was reading to me this morning that now they're saying that the second wave may not come or may not, it's not inevitable. And the wearing a mask is just saying that you're concerned. That kind of blew me away. What are your <laughs> thoughts on all of this? I mean, I've, I think every week we get a, a new and different story and we're still seeing that happen now. Um, you know, I, I think that they felt the reopening of areas of places that we can gather in would be potentially dangerous because it puts us all back together uh, in spaces um, and in close contact. So, you know, we're still sort of figuring out how, how risky that potentially is in places like Alabama, that's been very risky. They've seen a pop in their numbers of admitted patients. Uh, their need for ventilated assistance, uh, ICU level care patients, you know, and in other places we've not seen that happen. So it's been a learning curve, I think, across the board. And, you know, we're still sort of gingerly, you know, putting our toes in the water realistically from the medical field because we, we feel like exposure, of course, is how we spread this virus um, like many others. And so we know that that close contact will likely increase our case numbers it's just a question of how many people get sick and need help uh, and yeah. we'll need to care for that. So, I mean, we'll, we'll certainly have to see, um, you know, they, they will not make a direct statement about masks. And that's often very interesting to me. It's, there's a lot of variability in, in who's requiring you to wear them. I mean, we're uh, I'm actually home this week, uh, I think, for the first time while we're talking with you guys. I'm not actively traveling and here in right. Austin to go inside of, a, of any building, they are requiring uh, you to have a mask on. But if you drive to a, a city that's, you know, right outside of the Austin city limits, they're not requiring masks. So a lot of variability uh, from that perspective. And, and certainly the, the cities are making their own decisions. The states are making their own decisions. There's been no real federal uh, mandate uh, for the mask in, at this time. So we'll see, a lot of countries mandated uh, they think it changed their course of illness, uh, the, the lifespan potentially of the risk of infection for them. Uh, we've kind of maybe been proving that wrong, uh, which is interesting. So, right. So how, what kind of, you were in Ohio again last week? Correct. Yes. <clears throat> and, and what are you seeing in Ohio? Um, you know, I think Ohio was one of the more conservative states. They they did a stay home order, a shelter in place order. They were very aggressive about it. Um, they are just now reopening uh, their restaurants and things like that. So this is going to be their first 10 to 14 days of experience right. with re-exposures. Um, and they're, they're aggressively watching their numbers from an infectivity level. So, you know, they're, they're maybe, they were very quick to lock it down and they've been very slow to reopen. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if they have a different number base than other places that have just opened up and opened up wide and opened up early. So Correct. we're seeing, we're still seeing cases that are positive. They're still coming, you know, into the healthcare system. 
Um, they're still seeing, a, 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 although probably a flattening of their curve, they're still having a decent. Decent. I think you locked. They oh they uh their numbers of I think they've had thirty thousand cases I think they've had thirty five hundred death uh, uh is, are there numbers that they're kind of just aggressively following to know kind of how this is going to change for them so pre lock right. versus you know opening up so yeah. so still talk on the I, I'm just surprised on the uh, all of a sudden talking about will there be a second wave what's what's going to have to happen there. Or, or how that's going to play out. Certainly a lot of people are, are moving with their businesses as, as rapidly as they can to wrap things back up. And certainly that's what we've been trying to do with the practitioners is to do things to help them uh, keep their businesses moving and giving them different angles and ideas to pursue uh, some additional products, so on and so forth, just to help that process along. And I guess we have to do, we want to do that, certainly. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's, you know, the the flip side of all of this caution is, you know, how long can an American business person, you know, survive the lack of business, you know, and, and so getting people back into uh, what they are performing for their, you know, with MagnaWaves, especially as a practitioner, you're in front of animals, you're in front of humans, uh, keeping yourself safe, keeping your clients safe, certainly a, uh, an important sort of concept to, to manage. And we would still, you know, recommend wiping your machines down and, you know, getting your coils taken care of between people. And, you know, I think you've got some really great guidelines uh, on the website to help you figure out how, how can you make it easiest for you to be able to do those things. So, yeah. Sure. You know, there's interesting, and I, I guess it was last week when one of the um, news services was talking about the fact that, yes, it may live on things that you're touching, and that's and yet it's not maybe not contagious or as contagious in those types of environments. Um, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, I mean, they've, they've done quite a bit of uh, looking into, you know, you, you touch a doorknob handle, you know, how long does it survive on that doorknob handle and how many other people use that handle and how, you know, likely is it that they would become infected with the virus? So, you know, they're looking at three to five days of lifespan on most surfaces, whether those are, you know, tabletops, wooden, or whether they're uh, metals or plastic or glass, that type of a thing. Uh, we, we think that those are kind of the average days. So the viability is still decent from that perspective. And if you open that doorknob and then you wipe your face, your nose, you sneeze or something like that, and you put your hand up very quickly and just touch your face, then, you know, you, you can, you can co-infect from that perspective. So, you know, wiping surfaces off would be key uh, to be able to clean the area and, and not be concerned that you have something that's surviving on it. Sure. So I just want to say, folks, to those of you who are watching, uh, we certainly are glad that you're here. If you have a question, just drop it into the uh, chat box area there and it'll come up and uh, Dr. and man and I can see that. Elaine will be joining us shortly as we'll talk about some additional products. Hi, now there's a right now. I was waving at you. I was like, God, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Yes, please put in questions, everybody. Hi, Becky Russ. Um, hi, hi, Carly. Hi. Oh, it's so nice to join you. But Dad, I do have a question for Dr. Myers as a mother. Okay. And I know we talked about this a lot uh previously, whenever we've had these these discussions. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of talk about 
this uh, Kawasaki-like disease with children. And since you do work pediatrics, what have you been seeing? Have you seen an uptick in that? Um, you know, are parents worried? What have you been seeing? Um, I have not had any cases come through the hospitals that I've been working in. We do know that there's a large number that have happened in the Northeast uh, in the United States. And of course, we've also had cases that have been reported out of uh, the European countries. And so it's a, it's a real situation where we are finding that children are becoming exposed and then infected, and then their blood vessels are struggling. Uh, we're finding that in the adult population as well. A lot of the illness that we are seeing uh, is directly connected to irritation, inflammation, and then clotting inside of blood vessels. And not only that, but we're finding that we are not not only are we more prone to make these clots occur, we are less capable of dissolving them because the body is constantly kind of working in a balance between creating and forming a clot, but then breaking it down and making the blood thin again. Uh, and we're finding that whole pattern is disrupted in the adult process of this illness. And we are seeing a very similar situation uh, in the kids who are getting sick. The, you know, we're just seeing fewer children really have any issues with this uh, virus across the board. There may be 3% of the total number of people getting sick, 3% of them are kids. Um, out of that 3% of those kids, we're seeing a very small number end up with this vascular problem. Most of them are being supported through a, an ICU stay uh, and are being discharged home. So the good news is, is that most of these children are surviving. Uh, and are being able to go home and back with their families. Um, we are seeing, unfortunately, a small number of them not survive, um, and we're trying to figure out what makes that difference happen. So it's finding the target treatment and then being able to implement it. We've got a, a cluster of, of blood tests that we're trying to use to help us figure out whether they're at risk. Um, and then we've got a, a handful of uh, treatments that we have used in the Kawasaki's uh, problem that are working and seem to be working effectively in this vascular problem as well. So maybe some tools in our toolbox that are helping us out, which is good. Yeah. I'm just waving my kids like a crazy person and, you know, right. I'm keep them healthy. And then if they did have it and I didn't know, I'm going to keep them healthier so that we right. don't have any, I mean, that's, that's my go-to. Um, now what about, this is this question I got a lot recently is and it's a big question in my neighborhood because we have a neighborhood pool what about having opening swimming pools as a physician where are you on the topic of you know lots of people in the same water so i don't know that we've seen any evidence the that covid will survive in water and if i'm sneezing and coughing in the water and you're swimming in the water that that would infect you um now it's a total possibility if i'm sneezing and coughing near you and you are exposed to that, that then you will become sick. So maybe less concerned about water and maybe just generically would recommend being careful about your social distancing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think that's where it gets a little bit maybe in the risk zone. You know, we're, we're reopening lakes, we're reopening beaches. You know, there's a lot of community pools that are reopening, not just in neighborhoods, but that are accessible to large numbers of people. Um, and, and so it would, it, I think it's the exposure. I think it's less about, you know, maybe what you're standing around, park, water, you know, those types of things. But it's, it's about how close are you to other people that you don't know. Um, and, and that's, I think, the big question for everyone is, is, is it time to reopen? Will we see a second wave that's, you know, as scary as the first? 
we know that when we were beginning to have illnesses occur in March, uh, when we had stay home orders enacted, that our numbers of infections decreased by 60%. That's a big number to flatten the curve with. Will we see that return? We don't know. Um, we're just going to have to see. Uh, and, and I think, you know, we're going to find an acceptable number of people who get sick. There's going to be an acceptable number of the risk of having people get sick enough to need hospital care and to maybe not survive. So, I mean, we do this with lots of other illnesses. Every season, we're okay with people dying from the flu. We have a, a pretty decent number die every year, and we don't change anything about what we do, and we're okay with that. We're just going to have to figure out where we are with the okay number in COVID. Yeah. Let me ask you a question also a little bit kind of the same down the same lane as Elaine. I had a gentleman from California last week. We were talking about the ventilators and vitamins that people are taking. And he was telling me that in some places, and this was kind of reaffirmed from some people in Mexico, uh, what they're doing there in some of the clinics. Um, and as you know, Hope for Cancers in Mexico and Tijuana and Cancun and so on and so forth. But uh, people have been talking about noticing that a lot of the older folks or what they're calling elderly or whatever that may be, uh, are not, they go on ventilators and their lungs are no longer in a really good state to accept that kind of pressure well, and that that's caused potentially some of the problems with the older folks that, that they, they do not handle a ventilator well. And he's saying that in some places they're finding that they get just as good a response with a cannula with tip normal oxygen like you might see someone using all the time, somebody with emphysema or whatever. And then in the uh, loss of taste and smell, they're just upping the potassium or the vitamin K to, to help those areas. And they're seeing some good results there. Have you uh, noticed any of that? Has that been discussed in your areas of the hospital and so forth? We, you know, the strategies for ventilator use and the settings that we're using them on have, have been transitioning as we learn more about this um, illness and, and its injury pattern. And we are actively trying to avoid intubating patients at this point uh, because they don't seem to fare very well. And you, we can commonly, we can get them oxygenated with different modalities. We can do nasal cannulas in high flow settings. We can do CPAPs and BiPAPs where we're applying a pressure uh, behind that airflow if we need it as well. Um, and we're finding that people do a little better with that. Although there's a point when you fail that you really just have to go ahead and, and right. in order to potentially sustain someone. So, you know, but the, the current, you know, thought is do whatever you can in front of that uh, intubation process to facilitate breathing. And, and part of what they're figuring out right now also is that this really is maybe more of a vascular problem. It's not just a tissue problem. So do we need blood thinners on board to help manage some of the blood flow and prevent some of that injury to the tissue itself that causes you to, to sort of fail on a, on a more aggressive level and then fail enough that you do require an intubation. So we're trying to figure out how we can mitigate the, the, the lung damage um, and the lungs that we are, you know, trying to hold open with the volume or a pressure in order to have air flow, uh, good air coming in, oxygen and, and the used air, uh, the CO2 coming out, 
the ventilation part of the oxygen uh, phasing. So uh, we're, we're using different numbers than we've used in any other illness that we've seen. Um, so it, it's certainly been a learning curve. Uh, and, and what we thought initially was a, a big lung injury, we're thinking maybe now is more vascular in its connection, its source. So, you know, you know when you said a few minutes ago where the, where the blood is clotting and the body's trying to, uh, it, it, the body's work in both areas. So you, you need, the body needs your blood to clot to quit bleeding or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then your body needs right. to dissolve the clotting in order to remain healthy. So I, I had never thought about the, the conflict mm -hmm. that can go on with the body, but that did lead me to start thinking about the magna wave or the PEMF as it goes in to help the individual cellular health to get rid of the toxins, to be able to take on more oxygen, to improve the blood flow, regardless of what the body's trying to do, but to make the blood flow have an ability to move better, uh, can facilitate a lot of that more smoothly. Does that make sense or is that, yeah, is that it, sure? It, it does. And, you know, I mean, when we, when you apply a magnetic field, you increase nitric oxide, which will make any vessel size, any tube that where our blood flow is occurring through, it will enlarge in size. So you're going to get better flow through that space across the board. But MagnaWave also can help the blood vessel itself. It, it helps the tissue grow a healthy cell tissue structure. Uh, and it will then also promote the growth of the lining of the blood vessel, which is where we're finding this irritation to be occurring. Um, so if you can, if you can allow the, the blood vessel to become flexible, like it is supposed to be, and you can help the tissue inside be as healthy as it can be. Plus you can make the lining itself, uh, less maybe friable on a level, less breakable, less, uh, irritated, swollen, that type of a, a setup, then your, your likelihood of clotting may change, uh, which would be fantastic because then you will definitively help keep a healthier blood vessel and you'll move better blood volume through it. Plus you're going to then get oxygen into those cells that are sort of downstream that, that need to be helped. So yeah, it's, it's a, so from an overall body health situation, PEMF can be very beneficial uh, regardless if someone doesn't have this or just to stay safe from this, if they keep their blood and their system as healthy as it can be, would be beneficial. Right. That's correct. Yeah, we do have a question. Um, Shannon and Jody of LTC MagnaWave Services are asking, are any of the medications that you're working with proving to be working? Do you see any, is there any new medications that you've come across that are working? You know, there, there are not. We're taking old medicines, you know, and trying to apply them in a new set, you know, a, a new problems base. Uh, and, and we see them being effective like they are designed to be effective. So if we can change, you know, blood pressures and tensions, do we change the way that the lung injury is occurring? Probably. If we use blood thinners, can we avoid some of the, you know, sort of ha the, the, the complications downstream from having, from having these really severe infection runs? Probably. So, you know, we're, we're finding things that we're using that we, we, we didn't know potentially in March or in early April that blood thinning might be the, the whole, you know, sort of one of the pieces of the puzzle to keep you off of an, in, uh, an intubated setup, uh, off of a ventilated situation. So, 
you know, we're, we're finding old tools that we can add together in order to treat the whole, the whole problem and making this maybe less severe. Um, we don't have anything new on the market that's really working on a broad level. Remdesivir uh, is probably the one antiviral that is out there that shows us some promise where people are getting better a little bit faster. So they're, they're cutting down the days that you're sick, which is important. That may mean that we're cutting down, you know, how sick you're getting. We're not, we haven't proven that part of it yet, but it seems maybe intuitive that if I can get you healthier faster, that maybe we're, we're shortening your severity course in order to get you better faster. So that's maybe the one product that we're finding that's new um, that might have a decent place in therapy uh, in the future for us, which is, you know, something we're going to have to anticipate the need for. So. Awesome. So do I know that you talked a little bit about this with Pat in the beginning, but do you, are you wearing a mask? If you go out, do you, does it make you feel better? I mean, what, what, when you're out of your home or when you're going around in public places, do you, do you wear a mask? Um, I do. And, you know, for me, I guess I've been traveling through this whole, you know, sort of course, March, April and May. Um, and I think just being, in the hospital and seeing sick patients, it's a twofold thing, right? I, I'm seeing actively positive patients. Um, so my risk of having potentially maybe contracting the illness is real. So when I go into public, I wear a mask almost more to keep them safe from me, uh, weirdly, than I am concerned that I might catch it from someone else. Yeah. Um, although because I'm traveling so broadly, um, I do feel like it's the safest thing that I can do to wear a mask so that when I do come home, um, that I'm not bringing that to my family. So, you know, there's, for me, I feel better wearing it, uh, knowing that I, A, if I did catch it at work, I'm not going to spread it or that B, I'm, as I'm actively traveling, you know, I may not bring it home. So, yeah. And have you seen a lot of like mental health issues? Um, I know that this has been difficult on people, you know, mentally being home, you know, job losses. Have you seen a lot of that at the hospital or, and how are they recommending people deal with that? Um, I mean, we certainly have seen an uptick in our mental health uh, visits. You know, we, we've been watching that trend occur in the, in the pediatric population for quite a while. Um, and it seems now, you know, we're running into some very interesting situations in that if you have a dysfunctional family and now you're home together all the time, that dysfunction is just exacerbated. Um, if you have the ability to, to leave your home and to be separate from people, sometimes that makes your mental health, you know, it brings the sanity back for you until you walk back in to that situation that's challenging for you. So we are seeing difficult numbers for people that are just having a struggle in their own homes uh, in their own lives, you know, the, the concern about the finances, I think is a very real, you know, people are having to look at, you know, options that they may not have ever considered before. Uh, and that's, that can be very devastating from an impact factor for your life plan or strategy. So, you know, it, and we've got a lot of online tools where people can go on the web and, and get, you know, help from that perspective. But I don't, you know, Part of this is just human contact. And when are we going to get that back? A lot of people thrive off of that. Yeah. They don't do well without it. So yeah. it's a challenge. I mean, there's a lot of resource online, um, but really it, part of it is just going to be finding people that you can reconnect with as well. 
Yes, I think we lost my dad there for a second. I don't know what happened. He's coming back. But, oh, there he is. He's back again. There he is. There you are. We lost you for a second. I know. I've, I've something's going on with my internet. You know, you you leave Kentucky and the internet goes to hell, man. Look how Kentucky's got great internet. You can't go anywhere else. We have a strong internet. That's that's saying something. So, Dad, have you noticed anything mental health wise and like with your friends and your community? Oh yeah, a lot of mental health issues right here. <laughs> you know, I've noticed a lot of stress. I, I've noticed folks are, uh, I, I, you know, I've noticed it at home. Um, I mean, Didi and I are doing great and everything is fine, but you know, you, you just you she wants to go. I want to go more. Oh, Didi's uh, a goer. And, She's a goer. And and so yeah, I think there's a lot of. Uh, a lot of stress, and I, I think that that's an issue that people have to deal with. I, I think that's one of the reasons people people want to open up. Yes, they want to save the economy, but they want to uh, they want to go. They want to, right. to want to get back at things. So I, you know, I was reading this morning that the, the uh, there are suicides are up. Uh, those types mm -hmm. of issues are up, um, and and so I think it's 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 a real issue that we have to deal with. I didn't know that we thought about that. I don't think any anyone planned that we were going to be in this type of situation for as long as we are or have been. Uh, I, I'm we're in I'm in Indiana, as you know, today, and, and uh, in Evansville, my home, hometown. And uh, so I made a phone call to their and their restaurants are open and what they're doing. And, and you call and they say, well, people aren't coming back yet. They're, they'll eat outside, but they aren't coming into the restaurant. And so mm -hmm. and that, that, that's even more stress um, that people are dealing with. So, yeah, I've seen I've, I've seen what I would call surface stress or surface mm -hmm. issues. And uh, if it's on the surface, you better believe it's underneath as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and that's, I think, the the unfortunate sort of impact factor that no one, I, I don't feel like, you know, we may have anticipated that. We, there was, you know, when we talk about it in the emergency department, because, of course, we see the domestic violence cases come in and the child abuse cases come in, and then we see a lot of mental health, you know, breakdown uh, settings. And so, you know, we, we certainly have seen those numbers rise, and it's unfortunate uh, across the board. But it's a challenge to get that connected again um, and to, you know, settle down in your own family world when everything is new and different. I mean, we've got parents who normally drive their kids to school or they take the bus to school and somebody else teaches their kids having now to be responsible for that on top of everything else that's going on. It, it's changed dynamics, I think, and no matter what home or how stable your home may have been, you know, you've had some stressors and we've, we've had a learning curve with what to do with that. So, yeah. And I think it's especially hard on children because they're not able to be with their friends. I know with my, I mean, my son runs with three little boys, in the neighborhood every day. I mean, they run around there, they play and he hasn't got gotten to see them for months. Um, right. So they're getting into this, you know, they miss their, that, that release and that time as well. We do have a question that's a little bit off topic from um, COVID-19. Um, Aaron asked, can you, to using NW PMF in a wound situation, how can it help with scarring and granulation of tissue? Have you used it on anything like that? So when we're when we have an injury to the skin surface, we initially build a collagen sort of bridging to sort of stick the wound back together, uh, and then that's sort of reinforced over several days, and the tissue that's developing there. Some of it's going to be temporary, some of it's going to be more permanent, uh, and the scar certainly is the more permanent sort of link between the two spaces, you know. And in the medical care, we, we try to pull these wounds close together 
commonly, if you have a, a cut or like in surgery, we're using stitches in order to pull these areas back together. But if you get an infection, then these areas are going to do what we call secondary heal. They're going to remain open. They're going to remain whatever shape or size that they are. And they're just going to heal kind of from the bottom of the injury to the surface of the skin. Uh, and those scars are often and commonly larger. And we do end up with tissue that will be present that we call granulation tissue that can sometimes get infected or irritated uh, and will drain and ooze. Uh, and that then can limit the ability of the body to heal. So when we're using pulsed electromagnetic field therapy on areas like that, again, we're, gonna, we're going to improve blood flow to the space, giving that area more oxygen, setting up the positive and the negative sort of polarity of the cell so that the cells in that area will do their jobs more efficiently and more effectively. Um, so it makes sense that you would have less infection that would be present. We know what this can happen, especially in the diabetic ulcer setting. Uh, there's some good research that will tell you we can heal the infection that's there and we can actually begin to fix the ulcers or the sores that are present. Um, so we know we can change the tissue style and type and we can minimize infection in those regions. The real question is scarring. I mean, anytime you have a defect in the skin surface of the body, you get a scar. The question is how small can you make it? Um, you know, and I don't, it would make sense that your scar would be smaller if you're gonna heal more efficiently and more effectively that tissue surface area. Um, but I don't know that I've ever seen data on it. So I can certainly try to find some uh, and maybe we can post something online about it. Uh, but it, intuitively it would, make, it would make sense that your scar would be smaller. Certainly we can change regrowth of normal tissue and minimize infection. So what we noticed in the, in the equine world, uh, of course, that's where I was when we, when we first started is that you would get, you'd have a, an animal that would have a problem and it would be a massive scar, uh, mm -hmm. flesh as they would often call it. And in some cases they become very solid. And if it's around the ankle or the knee or wherever it may be, or the, uh, uh, heel of the of the horse, uh, it would start. It would begin to limit mobility. It would limit how things were going. But when we would use the MagnaWave, we would soften that scarring and mm -hmm. and make it more pliable. Were we able to remove it? No. If we were on it early, from the very beginning of the injury, there would be, as Dr. Myers is pointing out, less scarring. There has to be some type of as it seals itself back up, I presume, some type of scarring, but it would be much less and, and much more pliable, which was the result that we were in fact looking for uh, at that point in time. So, and, and the other thing, and I'll just throw this in and maybe we'll have another question, but what, what we learned and it, it was a it was an ignorance learning. We knew that we could go and talk to, about treating the hip of a horse or a person or an animal, and we'd treat that hip where they had an issue, but we didn't think about treating all the way down to where the, the, the fascia of the muscle where it then goes down and becomes cartilage and becomes connective tissue. We would neglect those areas and I don't want to say neglect, we just didn't think about treating those areas as well. And so the inflammation that we got rid of in the hip was still in the tissue, 
going down to where it became connective tissue and it would want to creep right back. When we realized to treat the whole area to the striation of the muscle and go towards those areas, we got much better results because we were taking care of the inflammation from point of connection to point of where it's just covering tissue, if you will, covering the soft tissue of the muscle. And, and so I think that's the same thing as a, as a non-doctor here thinking about the closing of the wound, there's cells there, there's cells and all of that stuff that's going. And if we keep those cells healthier and breathing more properly and, and better, they're going to heal, allow the body to heal more rapidly. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's exactly right. I think that your healing phase will shorten um, in its you know length of time. And again, if you can avoid infection and you can create a healthy cell structure environment, the likely the scar will be smaller. It certainly will be more functional, uh, just like you were saying, Pat, that, that you can soften that area. The collagen <clears throat> binding is a thick, you know, chunk of tissue that is stiff for quite a while, uh, realistically. So if you can minimize that, you're just going to, I think, improve potentially that tissue function space. You know, in, in the in the medical world, the orthopedists, the bone doctors, they're 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 saying is always, you know, the joint above and below. So if you have an injury, you should always look higher and lower than where you're actually having that problem and help treat those spaces as well. Make a big difference. Yeah. Um, we do have um, Northern Lights Magnawave said I had a bad burn on my arm and she used Hydrowave. Oh, there it is. Mm -hmm. um, and then magnawaved and you can hardly see the scar. And I noticed that myself whenever I, um, whenever I have my C-sections with the three kids, I mean, three C-sections, you know, you're going to have scarring. And it was my, in, like when I, my improvement after each C-section was faster. When I was magnawaving, everything, it was easier than each time I healed faster, the scar was smaller, instead of it being the opposite where I was, you mm -hmm. know, taking more time to heal, you know, as you have these type of surgeries, usually that, that recovery, you know, time can be longer and that scar can get worse because you're going in the same way. And mine actually kind of reversed itself because I was using the MagnaWave more often with the second two than with the first, which I thought was pretty interesting. And, you know, if you've ever been through having a baby, it's, there's a lot going on so it's always good to have something else to uh help ease the pain and deal with all the issues can i give you my week's testimonial sure okay so wednesday afternoon uh this past wednesday wednesday was debbie's dd's birthday and we were going to dinner and uh late wednesday afternoon i was out doing some watering and working in the yard and there's a place where there's a little slope and i stepped onto this slope to bend down to turn on a faucet. And um, my right leg slipped. I mean, it, it created about a 24 inch, you know, where you'd see the path of the slip in the mud. Mm -hmm. And you know what it's like when you when you hyperextend or you, you do something, you can hear the, the muscle strands pulling mm -hmm. and, and, and stretching to the point. Well, I heard every bit of that. As, as I was going down to the point that I was starting to see some stars. I mean, it, 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 I, and I thought I really screwed myself up. You did here. the splits. Do what? You did the splits. I did the splits. Did the splits. Absolutely going downhill. And, um, and I got myself up and I could hardly walk. I walked around and, and it, we're going to dinner in an hour. And I, I hobbled into the house almost in tears 
went straight to the sunroom where we have our machines and I sat down and I, and I used the LZR light first yeah. and I came from the back of my knee all the way up to the glutes. Uh, uh, it took me about four minutes to do that with the light. And then I used the, the mat and I put that from my hip down to my knee and I turned it on uh, and I did maybe 15 minutes and I started out high or higher to go after the inflammation. Then I turned it down to a three or a four and uh, did that. And then I went back high again. It all said and done, I was feeling better. Um, I, then I put an ACE bandage on it and we went to dinner. And First it, dinner out, look at you, fancy. There you go. And, and, and um, it was still bothering me. We went back home. I did it again, same process, use the light, you sat on the mat for about 15 minutes. I did put some um, uh, CBD oil that we have on the back of my leg before I went, went to bed, wrapped it in an ace bandage, got up Thursday morning, and it was still there, but nothing like I had anticipated it being there. And today is Friday, and uh, today it's barely there. And I'm, I've hyperextended my self before and I know what it is when it happens and I'm just amazed that just with that combination of, of treatments that I'm feeling as good as I am just two days later. I feel like if you get to it quicker, it it's easier to, you know, the sooner after the injury, it feels like it's easier and it, it recovers so much faster. Absolutely. We've always felt that. Get on it immediately and, and you'll have a more rapid recovery. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I mean, the faster you can aid your cells, you know, in their, in their, illness or injury process, you know, the, the less significant or severe the impact factors will be. So if you can prime them to be uh, working efficiently and effectively, the swelling changes, the bruising changes, you know, the ability to have a range of motion return uh, will be directly connected to those two things. So you will certainly, the, the earlier, the better. That's the bottom line. Yeah. I can tell it's still there. I know that if I went and did something <laughs> stupid, it would come right. right back. I still feel that weakness, but as long as I, you know, don't do stupid things that I tend to do once in a while, uh, I, I'm doing okay. Um, that's. I want to say to anybody, if you have a question, we only have a few more minutes left. So if you have a question, please ask it in the comment box so that we can get it answered um, for you. Any questions are fine. It doesn't have to be on any specific topic, but I do want to talk about, and I, cause I know that you have one of these at your house. Um, Dr. Myers, I do want to talk about this. I've got one. <laughs> yes. Do -do -do. I love that, actually. Yeah. Um, this is a brain tab. You can see the lights on the inside. Mm -hmm. And oh, look, there's there's Verlinda. She's got hers on in the background. <laughs> yes, look, we match. All the cool kids are wearing these. Yes. Okay, so tell me what, okay, this is, it connects to an app. Okay, you guys, if you've been to MagnaCon, you've used this. We're not at MagnaCon this year physically. So you, you haven't got to use it if you're not coming. But, well, you can't come. You get my point. But tell me a little bit about, like, it's lights, it's music, it's mental health. Like, what is, it's amazing. Like, why is this so cool? What is this? There's yeah. like, five. yep. Yep, there you go. Right. So they're, they're, use, they're combining modalities to help sort of brain train uh, across the board. They're, they're doing sound and sound frequencies and they're doing a combination of them. They're, they're doing the binaural beats, which have kind of gotten a lot of play in the press 
uh, recently, and that really is where we're taking one ear has one frequency being played in it, the other ear has a different frequency being played in it. And because of that, your brain actually will focus in on a third frequency that is sort of the cancellation uh, point between those two. So let's say if I put a 200 uh, frequency into this ear and I put a 206.5 frequency in this ear, the, the, the frequency that my brain actually focuses on is the 6.5 hertz that you're in between those two processes. Yeah. We're able to get frequencies uh, in that manner that your brain, as you're listening to something else, actually begins to then follow. And the, the wave of our electrical current in our brain will begin to will simulate the, the, the frequency that you're hearing in your ears. Um, the other kind of uh, music sound that they're utilizing is also an isochronic beat. So they're, they're, you're hearing a pulse of, of a frequency and then a silence, and then a pulse of the frequency, and then a silence. So similar to the binaural beats, if you have a hearing problem, uh, let's say one ear has been injured in the past and you just don't hear as well through it, you, the isochronic beat uh, will provide that similar sort of process as the binaurals will. Wow. And then they're doing guided uh, meditations. So you have someone who is leading you through uh, the, the sort of visualization, which we know is crazy. It's amazing. It's, amazing. Yeah. It's, it's crazy effective. We know that it works. Athletes do it all the time. Um, so they're combining that with these frequencies that lead your brain down to a very specific patterning. Um, and then they're using lights as well. So they're kind of hitting all of the brain modalities and through the pulsing of the light in the patterns, the frequencies, the intensities of those lights, the light colors, um, as well, you're actually changing how relaxed your brain gets. You're increasing serotonin, you're increasing endorphins, and anytime we do that, we move out of a stressed brain function into a calm, relaxed, and more healing brain uh, yeah. sort of positioning. So, pretty phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, the, the visual of the meditation has been incredible. I, you know, I have, I'm not somebody who jumps on these types of trains of like the, the different, you know, guided meditation. I never thought I would be in that, but the first one they did was they talked about you cut a lemon open and you, and you slice it and you're just, you're really in this trance and they talk about putting it in their mouth and imagine yourself biting into it. And my mouth started watering and I was like, wow, like if that's what my brain, like just through talking about that, how many other things in my body can I really help if I'm visualizing it? And if it can make my mouth water, it's got to help and stimulate other parts of my body and my brain health. And I think what I've been doing is I've been taking the large loop, the MagnaWave, I've been mm -hmm. sitting on the bed and then I've been putting this on in the evenings and doing some of the guided meditation because I really want to have good experience with it before we talked about it. And it's been incredible. Um, just the entire experience is this mind body experience that, you know, it's, it's really difficult to shut everything off and do. So right. I think that's where for me, it's, I didn't realize how important that visualization is, especially with everything going on right now mm -hmm. to get to that place of relaxation and the stress that we're all feeling um, was really special because I use the MagnaWave a lot and I, I've seen the benefits, but putting them both together, like physically I felt better and mentally I felt better. And I think that's amazing. Yeah. Well, I, we'll go, go ahead. ahead. No, well, that's fine. <laughs> I feel like that's the, that's the way that it, it really maybe is the most effective. If, if we can, you know, get into a calm phase and utilizing a tool like that, it helps. It's like monk meditation. How long does it take you to get to that practice level? 
where you really have that really brain training down into that level and layer. And, and this takes all of that sort of work out of that process. You're going you're gonna to have so many different areas of the brain involved. The neuroplasticity that comes with this is incredible. So by combining sound and light and then voice, you know, from not just a music perspective and the way that that music's being created, but having that guided visualization, I mean, very rapidly, your whole chemistry shifts. Yes. Exactly. And, and you know, we've done that with, of course, the, the wave oasis beds with the mm -hmm. PMF in the bed yeah. and the vibration. And then you add brain tap to it at the same time uh, is, is very, it's amazing where you go as you relax and can get into the various meditations that they're taking you through and they can deal with everything from anxiety to just all kinds of things, smoking cessation, whatever it is you're, you're looking to work on. Uh, they can guide you through that. The PEMF can relax you. It's just amazing. And, and, uh, uh, been working with Dr. Porter on this for a couple of years and, 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 and Dr. Deweese as well. Yeah, we're working right now to actually, um, they have an app, BrainTap Pro has, a, it's an app that you can buy single sessions um, of like, you know, their, their different meditations, or you can get it for $33 a month. You can have unlimited access. So we, there it is. It, the ones that we have in stock right now, the one that I just had on, they are usually um, more expensive. And the app is actually that $33 a month. But today, like I created an order form. Uh, today for this, and we have some in stock. And basically, you get that for a hundred, the, the brain tap for a hundred dollars cheaper, and you get the app uh, for a lower price than what you would pay if you went, you know, traditional routes of paying monthly. So, I think that what I love so much is the different types because I have the pro app, the different types of meditations, like what I need and what my husband needs, and what I put, you know, have been using on my children is so much different. And recently, my son, he's nine years old, and he's this has been like I said earlier, it's hard on him to not be outside. He's having trouble going calming down. He's having trouble relaxing in the evenings. Um, he's acted out in a way that he's never acted out before. So I, I didn't realize how much the, this was stressing him out. And so I've been using this on him for a few days now, a few evenings. And the difference has been amazing. Like even my husband has said, he's like, he's waking up better. He's like everything, just a few minutes in the evening. And he thinks he's in a space suit on Star Wars. <laughs> and, and he likes it. He's actually really enjoying it. So and it's really helped with him, him going to sleep and his calming down and all of that. Let yeah. me let me point out the way the, the brain tap works also is that you if you buy the headsets, you get access to the app mm -hmm. and you get credits. So as you go through the programs, you can select, I believe it, it's 10 10 different programs that that you can choose and have them excuse me, and um, choose and have them and keep them. So you yeah. don't have to do the $33 a month if someone yeah. doesn't want to. You can just buy the headsets, pick the programs you want, use them regularly over and over and over again, and you're in good shape. But if yeah. you want to go into other programs or get deeper into the things that you can learn with this technology, 
then you would need the monthly application of some sort. Yeah. yeah. And we have that available to anybody who's watching this. This is a limited time price. If you want to just get the headset today or you want to just, you know, try the headset. And then if you want to get the uh, app later on, like the pro app, if you you know want to go through us, you can. We are for all the practitioners out there. We are working with them to kind of combine the apps so that you'll be able to access through the MagnaWave app some of those really awesome medications and sign up for the pro app. So we're working on that right now. The reason we're doing this is because we believe in this product. It's awesome. It's usually something that has to be felt and used to really understand. It's not just glasses. And that's why we've always had such great success of it's showing it to you all at MagnaCon. But again, you're not going to be able to do that. And if you're somebody who wants a wave oasis, um, you want that more mind body experience and you're you know, it's hard to have that full bed if you're just a personal use person. Um, if you have a business, the way of Oasis is the way to go, especially if you're working with humans consistently. But if you're not, if you're just somebody like me who's treating my family at home, I love the brain tap because I don't have to, I can really get that mind body experience. It's not as cool as with the vibration. It's not as, as immersive, but it really does bring that calmness into play. Yeah, Verlinda just sat down next to me. She's actually been using the Brain Tap in conjunction with MagnaWave with clients over the last uh, six weeks or so. She wanted to make a comment. Yeah. Okay. Hi, Verlinda. This way. Hey. So I just wanted to talk to the practitioners for a minute about this because this is such an easy thing to add into your practice. I treat about eighty percent human, about twenty percent animal, small animal, large animal. And my, and I've been, of course, taking it to my human clients and it's, I do it at the end of their sessions. So I've done all the MagnaWave, particularly on their head, I do their head first. And then I use the brain tap at the end of their session with them. And every person that I've done it with, and I've used it now on eight clients, have asked me at the end, either A, how can I get one of these? Or B, what do I owe you for that session? Like, I haven't even had to ask like, hey, do you wanna pay for this? Do you wow. wanna- you know, but they just offered and said, what do I owe you for that? That was incredible. So it really, like as a practitioner, it, it upcharges, it upsells itself. Um, and with Elaine talking about worth using it with her kids, what you need to understand is there's actually a whole section that they made for children. It's called yeah. children learning. So this whole COVID situation with like kids needing to learn in a different situation, needing to be calmer in a different situation because of lack of access to normal activity it's built for that so i actually used it on one kid whose mom i'd used it on first and when she finished the the session and she's kind of a high anxiety um really present involved parent and when i finished that session she just looked at me and like she was kind of zoned out she went everything is okay yeah, and which just and she and then she said, "I need to take this to my house." So we we ran it on her kid, and and the child was just like completely zenned out as well after that. So it's I mean, there's a lots of implications. And then finally, I get a ton of questions with MagnaWave about does this does this help with work with weight loss? Because when I'm having new clients and I'm talking about all the benefits, you know, the particularly the the ladies, they go with wrinkles and weight loss. Does this help yeah. with wrinkles and weight loss? And of course, I always reference. Didi, because Didi looks fantastic. That's my mom. She's pretty. Yes, that's Pat's <laughs> wife. He's he's a lucky man um, who looks fantastic. But she's been using this for what 10, 12 years now. Yes. So correct. Yeah, um, but the weight loss component, of course, we don't have like data that says, hey, this like changes weight loss with MagnaWave. However, we do have that with the Brain Tap, 
and yeah. they have a special section in there. Um, again, just like they have children and learning, just like they have stress-free, just like they have um, for sleep, they've got one for uh, managing your weight. And I've run a few of those and I've drank more water. I've just wanted water. And again, it's just like Elaine talking about the lemon, like you just, I just get up and I'm like, I need water, I need water. And so it's very interesting. So it is something, if you do have clients that really want help with weight loss, this would be something to offer them um, that's a little bit outside the scope of PMS. Well, yeah, especially if you have the LZR, Belinda, like we have the LZR that does the red light and they have studies with weight loss and using that with the MagnaWave and this, because you could do a lot physically, but mentally, if you're still eating, if you're still you know, having those bad habits, it doesn't matter what you're doing physically, you're, it's going to catch up with you. So it's real, it is really important to get that mental picture of weight loss and health under control. Also from the standpoint of practitioners with the brain tap is they have a whole section of programs. If you're an equine practitioner dealing with horsemanship and riding the horse and controlling your, your emotions as you ride and your attitude as you ride. And so you could be treating their horses and with them treating themselves as far as their riding ability and kind of mental training as athletes do all the time. So there's a lot of ways to pivot, to work these various products into your practice. Yeah, it's great. And this is Bluetooth enabled. So it does connect to your phone. You don't have to have the cord. I have it now, but you don't have to. Um, and it's, it's e super compact and easy to take with you. So I think if you're dealing with some of the depressions, especially if you're a mom, if you're like me and you have kids that may be going through some issues, I totally recommend um, trying this. Um, Amanda, we did get a question about concussions. And uh, I don't know if Lee was talking about the, the brain cap or the MagnaWave, but have you seen any, um, you know, what is your thought of concussion recovery using these products? Yeah, I mean, so concussions are very common right now, and they've had kind of a highlighted, you know, we've concussion protocol development, and with a lot of the professional sport athletes having impact factors uh, in their sort of adult lives, we began looking at the college play, the high school play, you know, how many head hits can you get before you have some real issues? Um, and, and again, any, any tissue that's injured, the, the sooner you can create a normal milieu for that tissue, wherever that tissue is, uh, the better off you are. The, the headaches that come with impacts to the brain really are a lot like the swelling and the bruising that you get in an ankle if you twist or turn it. So the, the brain will react. It's going to swell some. It will have some change in its blood flow processing. You know, the cells will work differently. The ability of those cells to communicate with each other has changed. You have a lot of forgetfulness and memory link issues. Uh, and we know that's just disrupted patterns of cell function. So if we can use a magnetic field to change blood flow, oxygen levels, swelling, bruising processes, then arguably we should recover from those injuries faster from the initial event. Uh, and, and potentially because part of what pulse electromagnetic fields will do is they create a heat. Uh-oh. Do we lose or, that? Oh, it's, She's it's locked a up a little bit. Yeah, a heat shock protein is developed, uh, and those proteins specifically protect us from other injuries that are similar in nature. So if we increase the resilience, perhaps, if you will, to, to use a different term, of the brain cells, then their likelihood of having a smaller impact for a hit uh, in, the, in the brain area, that it may not be a concussion creating impact. So it may take a bigger insult to have a similar problem occur. 
So I don't know that I've seen specific data on concussion uh, with EMF, but uh, it would intuitively make sense that that was what is happening. Well, and, and, and um, as, as most of us know, we're doing a study at the University of, of um, Colorado with Dr. Larry Lyons, specifically dealing with uh, concussions, brain age, recovery time after a concussion. And he has been supplying us with data. And I don't know if Chris, if you it's have- on the website. Um, yeah, the chapter from my book or where, I, where we talk about the data that he shares. Yes. Uh, it, it's incredible what he's seeing, the, the, the recovery and the improvement in their brain age utilizing uh, PEMF, uh, high voltage PEMF to uh, to help with the concussions. Absolutely. Yeah, he is using the Magnaway machine for that, Lee. If you go to the website and search in the search box, box concussion or uh, University of Colorado Boulder, you will it will come up. Uh, you'll be able to see some of those studies. They may be able to find it and uh, do, put it posted here. But we are we're out of time, you guys. Um, do we have anything that we need to wrap up before we, um, Dr. Myers will be at MagnaCon. We have a ton of MagnaCon stuff. You can buy your tickets till June 10th. Uh, MagnaConPEMF.com. This is going to be excellent. It's not going to be as fun as being there and you need to try the cool brain tapping stuff, but it is going to be awesome. There's a ton of great content. We have, um, hall of fame athletes, golfers, PGA golfers. We have a ton of great doctors, chiropractors, veterinarians who are going to share their experience. So if you're interested in MagnaWave, if you're interested in learning more, it's for you. So that's at MagnaConPMF.com. And Sean just posted, Sean Rowe, our product specialist, who's been working with Dr. Lyons, is going to have uh, some new updated information from him uh, next week. So that'll be good. And, you know, just thinking about that, maybe we want to get uh, Dr. Lyons to visit with us at MagnaCon. Yes, that would be great. That'd be great for Dr. Myers to talk to him too and learn more about his study. Um, Colorado study is just was posted there by uh, corporate there. Chris and Emily posted it. So if you'd like to see where we are right now, you can click on that. And then um, Sean will get us an update next week and we'll update that link and share it with you guys. Thank you, Dr. Myers. Enjoy your your time off. Yeah, she's yeah, coming to Louisville. She's yeah. coming to Louisville. She's coming yes. to the Louisville for MagnaCon. And she's going to um, and be with us for that. But, you know, just enjoy your time with your family. Yes. I'm happy to be home. It's a, it's a nice change. <laughs> yeah, it's wonderful. All right. Thank Thanks you. for Bye-bye.